Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast. We're back with another special edition of the Big Gold Belt Podcast. If storylines have not made sense from WrestleMania to it's, now, it's been the, the best told story leading into this on WWE. This, this pay-per-view, it feels big, it feels important, but... Ultimately, it's exciting. The biggest thing that, that stood out for me when I seen it, I was like, okay, this has to be a joke. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Like... <laughs> the Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast is on the air for the first time in 2018. It is episode 182, February 15, 2018. To James. How you doing, man? How's it been going since our latest? Wait, second time on the air this year, but nonetheless, um, first episode um, the outside first of the interview. Time. But yeah, yeah. Anyway, doing anyway. good. What's up, my man? Uh, I'm good. I'm, I'm good. Um, it's been an interesting time off talking generally about wrestling. Um, it's been a pretty long time since the Royal Rumble. Um, I think that was the last time I saw you up in Philly at the Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. Um, or NXT Takeover uh, Philadelphia, rather the better of the two shows. Um, mm-hmm. So it's you know it's been a good time, but now it's the middle of February. It's it's post Valentine's Day chocolate hangover, and we are back. And this is my official Valentine's Day shirt. Uh, don't at me. Um, I don't care. <laughs> but 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 now we're here, and let's get down to business. Uh, and let's just go with the news. First of all, uh, we are days away from Nova Pro Wrestling, and we'll talk about that a little bit later. The Cupid's Chokehold, their first show of the year, uh, that will be happening at the Annandale Volunteer Fire Department, 7128 Columbia Pike, Annandale, VA. Uh, doors open 7.30, bell times at 8, so get your tickets now if you haven't already. Front row is gone-ish. Uh, if, it's, if it's not gone, it will be soon. Hell, I may buy them for you, so um, make sure that you get your tickets now. That doesn't sound pretty Grinchish at all. That sounds actually kind of noble. <laughs> I mean, it is. Yeah. No, I mean, well, I, I said four. I meant from you. Um, oh, okay. Because, okay. Yes, because I'm definitely. I need. I need space. I need like a seat on the left and the right of me, and you can't have them. Yeah. So I need. To, I like to put my feet up. But yeah, I hear that. it is coming up this Friday night. That uh, will be tomorrow night. Twenty-four hours from now. Uh, at the Annadale Volunteer Fire Department, and it's you know Nova Pro Wrestling is always a good time. It's and everything's you know totally looking up, and we will definitely dive into matches and everything uh, coming up a little bit later in the program. But uh, first, I, I, I want to start off with something happening today. Hold on, I, I, I want to also plug a, a cheap plug here, but you know, make oh. sure y'all guys step over to our website, thebigobeltgroup.com. Um, we we're getting it together. We just started it in about. Um, a month ago, took a long time and making sure the graphics and all the effects and everything work. Make sure that it's mobile accessible. Um, get it on your 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 desktop, your laptop, all that. It, it's working on all every platform. Um, we're 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 not just only bringing you just news or just rumors and all that other stuff that you get from every website. Um, there is very thoroughly written articles uh, credited to my my guy Jamal. Um, that compiles a lot of good information together. I mean, I literally think if you're going down to New Orleans, definitely step over to our site and read the things to do for WrestleMania weekend because it is a very, very good list 
of tons of indie shows, events, and everything for wrestling. So you, it's not just WWE oriented. It's for tons and tons of it. It is overwhelming because I thought originally when he approached me about wanting to do it, I was like, all right, cool, because I definitely wanted myself as a fan to see, um, you know, all the different things. I thought I may get maybe five, maybe ten. It is tons of stuff to do. So definitely step over to the website. Um, check that out. Also, step over to the website to get all the latest information for um, upcoming over pro events, um, compiling the cards and any updates to the cards there. Step over. Um, you, you also can find out about the Making Towns Classic um, Charter Chariot Charter Chariot that uh, will be hosted, which will get you down to Nashville for the Making Towns Classic, where you can ride with us fans, Nova Pro fans, Nova Pro um, workers, talent that's going to be in the show. Just It's going to be an experience. It's going to be a great time. All your information is over to the website there for that. So you definitely want to check that out. Have any questions, be sure to just DM us or our emails. All our information is everywhere now. So, But if you just is lost at sea, biggoldbeltgroup.com has all the information, all our contact, everything you need right there. So definitely check it, check it out. And um, let us know what you think. But like Jamal said, yeah. tons of things going on today. Uh, let's yeah. get into uh, the first day. Yeah, it's um, a lot going on today. And I do want to say about the WrestleMania stuff. That's that the first event uh, calendar that's coming up WrestleMania weekend. Uh, that will be edited and updated as necessary. And that's only one half of the equation as there are a lot to do outside of the wrestling world in New Orleans. Uh, definitely have you some uh, some beignets. Um, do that as soon as you get a chance. And obviously, there's a bunch of wrestling-related events that don't involve uh, your rings um, and stuff, action in the squared circle. Your WrestleCon is happening, and Jim Ross is having a talk, and Jaquan Heyman's having a talk. Rumor is McFoley may be down there with a the show. So there's going to be a lot of events. Wale is having a show. If you can, you know, get in, uh, make sure you bring the right shoes. You ain't getting in. So it's <laughs> by, by the way, my boy will be chefing for that. So I definitely need to give him a, a call. He chef for it last year. He made a dish for Jim Ross and Jim Ross gave him an awesome plug. So I definitely need to uh, shoot him a text. <laughs> Let him be in town. Yeah. So WrestleMania is definitely. Uh, you know, bigger than the WWE, and that's because of the numerous events inside of the ring and outside of the ring that are going to be happening over the really the week from like Thursday to to Tuesday uh, down in New Orleans in, in around April seventh ish, uh, a couple months from now. But today, uh, we definitely have some news, uh, some breaking news happening uh, earlier today that I wanted to start with. Uh, Rich Juan, Baltimore's uh, you know second son, next to Ray Lewis, is uh, or well, actually third favorite son next to Kyle Ripken and Larry Ray Lewis. Oh, God, I was gonna say Ray Lewis and him in the same statement. That doesn't sound like good co- company to me. Well, that's that's true, but no, but but to be fair, uh, Swan was not uh, he was not convicted. All the charges were dropped late last month, and. You know, the suspension, the indefinite suspension, bending his domestic uh, dispute uh, trial, domestic violence trial, was going to go down. And, and I think everybody agrees that that's a good move. But they, according to according to Wrestling Inc., they are going to you know, have a mutual uh, parting of ways. 
and Rich Swan is done with the WWE. Now, it, Swan, you know, I mean, God bless him. The release apparently came on his 27th birthday that he is done. So happy birthday, Rich. Uh, and he was, you know, he's done. But uh, Swan's still eating because he's going to be at the big event convention, which is March 10th. Uh, there's a big House of Glory show up in New York, the big event, wrestling, you know, fan sign at a convention, and a kaiju big battle is going to happen all on March 10th. Uh, I know I'll be up there for a couple of those events, but Swan, you know, if you want to get up close and personal with, you know, with Rich Swan, then the, great. So first, now, first of all, the, the, the kaiju big battle. Rich Swan? Oh, yeah, I'll be, I'll be a kaiju. I won't, I won't have to talk wait, about Wait, wait, wait. I just want to, I, I want you to break down what that is. You did say it earlier, and the first thing that I correlated it to was Pacific Rim 2, which is also coming out in uh, March. So, what's actually, what is this event? Um, kaiju Big Battle, which is going to have a show down in New Orleans. Um, think Godzilla meets the Power Rangers in a wrestling ring. Oh, well, China going to throw all the money they can for this one. Not, not China. God damn it. Hey, you know, they love, you know, they love their big robots. No, no matter what anything does in American soil <laughs> in the box office, China is there for the rescue. So this, this, this is as big to us for Avengers <laughs> for them. But okay. So no, literally what's, what's, what's going on. Okay. So I'm, I, I am assuring that this is on the website, right? Right. Okay. So, so no, um, but no. Let's talk about let's talk about Rich Swan real quick. I mean, no, we're gonna. I mean, actually, gonna, my first question is about Rich Swan. Is, uh, yeah, sure, he's gonna come back from the Indies, but let's be honest. Given his baggage, and even though he wasn't necessarily brought to trial, there was enough evidence to charge him and hold him. And there are other events that have recently come up uh, in the very recent past about him and uh, you know a, a, another domestic issues and disputes and stuff like that. Uh, given the light, especially on the indie scene, with you know alleged domestic violence and that you know darkness that it brings, does Rich Juan? How soon does Rich Juan get back in the ring working for you know on the on the indie circuit after his WWE uh, you know, non compete clause is up? Oh uh, yeah, he'll he'll be in Impact in no time. First of all, um, I I think that the fact that he's already has an appearance lets people know that you know he's innocent. Um, they see innocence in this. I mean, the, the charges was acquitted. I think that the important but thing he here, and with, uh, that, that's that's the different thing. He, I don't. Swan didn't go to trial. His charges were they dropped. Were dropped. They were dropped. So that's okay. the difference that's from an acquittal. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, I, I, I think that. from the WWE aspect, you look at the parallels with what happened with Enzo, and it's just like, okay. You know, there was charges brought up on this guy. Um, he hasn't been taken to trial, but he mishandled the process by not reporting it to WWE. Whereas Rich Swan had charges brought up on to him. He was going to go to trial. He did obviously report it because that wasn't the thing. And I think that, you know, he was given a choice to probably even be kept off TV for a while and stay under his contract and what be held hostage to his contract for a while until all this played out. And him coming from Baltimore, I'm sorry, but he absolutely does not want to have any reason to be bound to a contract, not being able to work, knowing that the court system's not going to go well for him. He knows it. So I I don't disagree with all of that, but I will say that it is, you know, whether he was 
you know, acquitted or not, whether he went even, even went to trial or not, there's still like the noose of domestic violence around the neck of Rick Swan. And given the situation with Michael Elgin, given the situation with Enzo, um, and given the situation with other stories that have come to light in other uh, entertainment fields and mm-hmm. really around the society, mm-hmm. how does that affect uh, his booking potential? If you're Mike from Nova Pro Wrestling, do you bring Rich Juan in? I mean, I it's a very, very it's a it's a difficult situation. I mean, innocent until proven guilty is is what I stand by. Um, but I also know people need to under they they need to protect their business and their investment. So um, you know, I think you just weigh your pros and cons to say like what's the what's the risk versus reward here? And you know, you bring up uh, Nova Pro, but you know the incident that whatever incident that happened that forced them to uh, break the relationship with another uh, individual before you know the whole story completely manifested. It's like, hey, this doesn't sound good. I don't want any parts of this. So it's like one of those type of things. Like, there's no reward here. So right. I, I think I think certain businesses will look at this like, hey, this is a hot talent a big name he's innocent this can help our business grow we'll take the chance where there's going to be other people that's going to say i'm not so fast we don't even want to entertain this type of thing because our reputation uh is strictly on not dealing with that certain that certain aspect and i think the the direct correlation here is like you look at nfl teams where the dallas cowboys i believe it was said hey we don't want nothing to do with adam patman jones you know, from his uh, numerous, numerous uh, run-ins at like strip clubs and stuff like that. And then the Cincinnati Bengals was like, hey, we got a program where we can, you know, get this guy rehabilitated and uh, get his head screwed on back right. And they got another six or seven years out of this guy playing that top-tier caliber where they didn't have a position or even a market to bring in big names. So they had to pry on guys that had, you know, um, you know, a bad backgrounds in order to hope to be able to get a diamond in the rough. So I think right. that's the situation to look at. So for me personally, we're rich. I just think that, um, innocent until proven guilty and just wish the best for him. And hopefully he learned his lessons here because losing a WWE job, isn't an opportunity that, right. you know, many people get in the first place and many people don't want to be in the shoes to saying, Hey, look, you got to go buddy. Yeah, I mean, time does indeed heal our wounds, and I do think it is important to remember that his case uh, never went to trial, um, and he was cleared of the charges that he was, that was never brought up, and those charges were dropped. So I think, you know, whether or not, we, none of us were there, um, and if we believe in the system, this is how the system played it out. So you gotta, you, I think you have to accept it as the best possible outcome of this situation. Um, and I'll just add this and we can move on. The NFL is a hideous example to use as far as the disparity between, um, you know, players and, and other players because Pac-Man Jones has not been Roethlisberger. And, and you know, he's definitely had his name tied to, you know, allegations and stuff like that. Um, and well, then, and he's definitely not Dante Starworth who drunk drove his way into a family of four. So no. I do think depending on who you are in the NFL, you can definitely 
shoot a dude in the face as well as you win a championship. Or, or your organization, again, because your organizations, you know, they, they look at it and say, look, we really need a player, a player with this caliber. You know, we, we may waive, you know, our, our risk for reward on Dallas Cowboys did do it with, um, what's his name that was in Carolina and he threw those, he, he threw that, uh, that woman on to a bed full of guns and, you know, bad, bad history. And, and not all the way right there in the I can't think of his name, but the Cowboys signed him to a one-year contract with a tons of stipulation. He got into something else. They cut ties with him because they needed a defensive end so bad it took the Greg reward Hardy. on it. Greg Hardy, yes. Thank okay. you. But there's other teams that's like, and, and even now, people are like, there's no way I want a Greg Hardy on my team. And then Greg Hardy goes to say, hey, I want to be an MMA. Dude, you just had a domestic violence case, and now you want to go, go in the cage? Because that, that right. looks good on you, absolutely. You know what I mean? So Well, Ray um, Lewis is going to get a statue in Baltimore, but Ray Rice can't get a job at KFC. And I do it, think that's that all it is. It, you know, has something to do with it. Yeah. And this and it, there's again, there's tons of factors there because again, Michael Vick, the person went to jail, did his time, got on the team, other people got on he 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 went to the Eagles, he went to other teams after that. And then there, there's other teams like there is no absolute possible way, no matter if we have a quarterback or not, we're taking this guy. So, you know, it's just it's just all about risk and reward and people being right. able to look at the situation the same. Yeah, right. maybe. Well, I do hope uh, ultimately that uh, Swan gets you know back in the ring as soon as possible, because now that you know his name, if you haven't seen Rich Swan of the Indies, uh, get ready because he gets to actually cut loose. And I honestly... I can't wait to hear him come out come out to Lionel Richie one more time. Um, yeah. You know, especially since this is the outcome that you know we got out of this case. Mm-hmm. So let's move on and let's switch to something a little bit different. Uh, we all know what down what went down at uh, Wrestle Kingdom. You know, a lot of us were up we're really early in the morning for that, and but we don't know what what didn't go down. And apparently, uh, there was an offer slid across the table to one Hulk Hogan to make an appearance. At Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, okay. Right. I immediately laughed at that, too. <laughs> I didn't even Hulk read Hulk? it, but I saw that. <laughs> yeah. So, so Hawk, um, who was still counting his lawsuit money, uh, turned down an invitation from New Japan to uh, make an appearance and be an, an honorary Bullet Club member, which makes sense for a lot of reasons. Uh, Hawk turned it down because he didn't get the asking price that he wanted, which is three quarters of a million dollars. Now, if you have $750,000 and you're New Japan Pro Wrestling, obviously they do not need Hulk Hogan at that price. Now, the real question is, you know, back a couple years ago, hell, back maybe, you know, a little bit further than that, Hulk Hogan's definitely asking for a million dollars to show up and open your club. And he, and he can't get three quarters of a million, maybe more, maybe less, to actually be in, inducted in a way, in a big way in New Japan. Not necessarily play a role in the show, but definitely have a part of it. Is Hulk is, is Hulkamania dead? Uh, is is the question. Hulkamania is dead, but Hollywood Hulk Hogan is alive and running wild because this dude is out here trying to grab every single dollar he can get. How do you put a whole porn business bankrupt you shut down. and shut them down? Like, hackers couldn't do that. 
the most pervious dudes in their basements couldn't do that. Hulk Hogan won the lawsuit against them, shut them down, and he is still out here trying to grab more and more money. I mean, I knew there had to been something going on when I started seeing his surf, uh, surf shops uh, pop up outside of uh, St. Petersburg. So, yeah. obviously, he's trying to use that money for good good reasons, but yet he is still trying to break the bank over and over. Yeah, I mean, they're uh, popping up like five guys down there. Yeah. So, you know, of course he wants to work with WWE again and stuff because he wants another dollar, but... I, I don't know, man. Again, this is another risk or reward thing because you know what you get with him. You get a person who just doesn't want to have a seat at the table, but want to say that table is his. And but, but this is the thing that you have with that, though. I mean, we so are so far removed from Hulk Hogan being an, an entity in the business <clears throat> on the big stage like WWE. It's been, what, four or five, six years or something like that? WWE's core audience skewers pretty low, pretty young, uh, but in that, you know, 12 to 24 demographic. If you are, if you're our age, you know, mid thirties plus, even though I'm 28, don't, don't question me on that. Um, so I enjoy to laugh at that. People could believe what they wanted to believe. You kill a dream, man. Just kill a dream. No, 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 no. It, but, I, mean, I, mean, I didn't doubt you. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, you just laugh at it. But no, but the thing is, though, is that we know Hulk Hogan in our prime. We know Hollywood Hulk Hogan. And people older than us go back further with Hulk Hogan. And then he fell off, completely off into the middle of the Grand Canyon some damn where, because Hulk Hogan has gone from the wrestling spotlight for a while. So you have this disconnect between uh, the where was the, the kid from, from Singapore who said he grew up watching John Cena. That mm-hmm. sounds so weird to me because I'm so much older and like John Cena is just a phase, but he's not my, you know, entry into the business. So it's weird to hear that like, yeah, that would have been 2002. You would have been a fan of John Cena and Randy Orton for the 19th time. But Hulk Hogan was kind of out of that spotlight then. So if they bring Hulk Hogan back at WrestleMania, let's say they do that. Would people care? I mean, outside of like his core fans that are 40 plus with the main WWE audience really care that Hulkamania is coming out with a stupid feather boa? Other no, than the microphone feel- screaming his lungs out. I'm feeling know. myself I'm feeling myself on, on uh, responses today. Look, absolutely agree with you that the old timers and the, the people that grew up with this guy that, that seen um, No Hose Bars and stuff like that will absolutely freak out at the fact that he is in WWE because of the fact that, one, no one ever expected him to come back. And two, how he is crying his little ass off on Twitter saying how he really he would want to come back. And, you know, he, he's always trying to revert his, uh, reinsert his relevance on every opportunity time on Twitter. Mm-hmm. But you know how people are nowadays. Now, I said this and I'll say it again. Ricochet being at NXT TakeOver was a huge thing because we know who he is. Me and you know right. who he is. We've seen him. We 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 we've seen him live. We've seen him on on shows. We we go to indie shows. We do that. Right. But then there's like people who does who didn't even watch the Cruiserweight Classic, who didn't watch the UK Championship tournament, who probably didn't watch the May Young Classic. And all of a sudden, they're cheering for Ricochet. So my question is, where the hell did you see him at? 
I'm trying to figure out how did you become such a fan of a person? Now, now to be fair, to be fair, we were in an NXT takeover Philadelphia, and I think Philadelphia Philly is a good, like, smart wrestling city. Number one, number now, two, the that. NXT crowd is a little bit more savvy, closer really related to the Indies than that. If Ricochet shows up on Monday Night Raw, the only person that would give a goddamn is Michael Cole. Yeah, I get that, but then you go and you you look at the rumors of him coming and you see the Twitter reactions and stuff to that. And it's just like, I get it, but I'm not so entirely all these people all of a sudden know who this person is, but don't even know, didn't even know who like a Cedric Alexander was until he became on two Oh five live, which is absolute complete blasphemy. So you're not selling me on that. So uh, to my point to this is that, a Hulk Hogan is maybe a name that these some of these people may have heard, and because other people cheer, other people will cheer, and other people will mark out and get their memes and their gifs and all that other stuff ready just because what other people did. Because it's a fad, people has to be in the know because that's that's what it is. It, it's it's now or less not only just your opinion. Your opinion has to be what other people' opinion is. It must be the popular opinion. So if people like them. I like them too. That's what it is. And and I and I truly, truly, truly stand firm to this point too. That if Enzo More would have came out at number 30 at the Royal Rumble, people would have cheered him. Point blank. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, uh but to be fair though, WWE, they're in a different city every week. And we know that there's some better crowds than other, you know, uh Philly, New York, Boston, Chicago, Los Angeles. They're pretty good. Hell, Des Moines, Iowa had a great crowd for Raw, you know, uh, last week. They, they um, did, actually. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. yeah shout, shout out to Iowa right now. But there are other cities, you know, around the country that may not be as savvy as to the complexities of the wrestling business. So if you bring out, like, at first it was, well, Ric Flair is arguably the greatest wrestler of all time. And a lot of people will say that he's the greatest wrestler of all time. And if he's not, he's in the conversation. He's definitely in everybody's top five. If you're of a certain age, because to me, okay, he's in my top 10, but then to somebody 10 years younger than me, he's just old. And I think Hulk Hogan's <laughs> definitely the same way because they, they weren't there at star K and they definitely yeah. weren't there before that. So yeah. You know, will Hulk Hogan show up at WrestleMania? I mean, well, really, should he? That's up for debate. Um, I do think with a lot of the old guys, you know, Ric Flair, Shawn Michaels, Steve Austin, you know, uh, hell, even The Rock is approaching that category now where it's just mm -hmm. like, mm -hmm. uh, you're a Hall of Famer. We don't need you anymore. You did it. Go yeah. away. If he didn't if he didn't do Raw 50, then I don't see him being at WrestleMania because Raw 50 was the epitome of one-offs. I mean, shit, they brought MVP back, so... <laughs> it did. Oh, oh yeah. Wow. He, so you know, and that's where Hulk Hogan fits as a one-off. You don't want him in storyline. You don't want him overshadowing the role. I mean, you, you yeah. And he, and the last time, what well, they they did the thing in uh, New Orleans WrestleMania 30, where they had was it that Hogan, Austin, and the Rock in the ring at the same time, or something like that? Or yeah, maybe when, Mankind. I, I mean, and that was just a waste of twenty minutes. I mean, they were in New Orleans, but. I don't know where the Hulk Hogan get, was at because he kept saying he was at the Silverdome. So, <laughs> well, well, there's that. <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> right. So, yeah, actually, making me think of that, you know, you know, just bit of business is like, 
Thanks, but no thanks. But speaking hey, of WrestleMania, go ahead. I tell, I tell you this though, if I if I if I if I had to use Hulk Hogan, man, put your man in your financial office. He he will get that check for you, point blank. Yeah, I don't need Hulk Hogan. I need his lawyer. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Impact. You would have broken Hardy, broken Matt Hardy right now if you had Hulk Hogan on your uh financial team and, and his lawyers uh, suited with you. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> speaking of WrestleMania, we did talk a little bit about uh you know the shenanigans going on down in New Orleans, including that and that shenanigans is WrestleCon's. Uh, they're hosting Impact Wrestling. Uh, now Impact apparently has a new Twitch channel, which I've not checked out yet personally, but. They're doing a live show on Twitch. Mm-hmm. Now, that's fine. I mean, Twitch, if you don't know, is basically the YouTube for games, but it's live stream. Mm-hmm. And, uh, of course, you can watch the replays uh, later if you, if you want. And they do have different ways to subscribe and stuff. So it's pretty decent if you're, if you're undecided about a game and you want to check it out. But wrestling also is on Twitch. And AAA yeah. has a channel. House of Hardcore has a channel. Um, uh, Capital Wrestling has a channel, and now Impact also has a channel. And there yeah, were these. I, I was going to say I didn't. I didn't. Know, I didn't realize I was going to bring this up. But um, and also too, this is not just the thing that you're you're finding out on um on Twitter. Twitch is promoting this from out of their, from out of their um their email directory. So I got one, not knowing how they know I was a wrestling fan, but I definitely got an email saying, "Imagine an unlimited supply of wrestling on Twitch." And I was like, "Huh." And I didn't just get it once. I got it twice as they have updated their contacts for who will be in this new um, lineup, uh, streaming lineup. So, yeah, this is a deal. Yeah, so Switch is definitely making a Wrestle Circus uh, kind of broke the mold with that last year, uh, putting their matches on Twitch. And, and the big thing is, is that it's live and it's another market for Twitch to um, to dive into. Yeah. So if you're at you know, the good folks at Powerbomb.tv, uh, you got some unwanted competition there. But about Impact at WrestleMania specifically, they're streaming their show live, and it's going to be a real show. Um, they got, you know, LAX is going to be there. Matt Seidel is going to be there. Alberto, uh, Moose, who's still, you know, stealing checks down there. Uh, Rosemary, uh, Sammy Callahan, a bunch of others. And it's going to be a, uh, from 9 o'clock to 11 o'clock. Um, I think that's Central Time. Now, the show is going to run head-to-head with the WWE Hall of Fame ceremony, which is going to be, you know, that Friday night from, like, 8 until 10 or something like that. What does this mean for Impact if they don't get a decent attendance there? Uh, and also, what does this mean for Impact if they're not actually broadcasting live on whatever channel they broadcast on? They're doing it over Twitch. So if if we get and actually now that you know it, it's on Twitch, personally has it's an opportunity for me to watch, um, you know, on my phone because I'll be in Chicago then. But it has it's an opportunity for me to watch live Impact, which is something I haven't done in years. So that's a good look there. But realistically, it's still Impact. Now you'll be down in New Orleans, and obviously you won't be at the Impact show because why would you? But is it is it a good look for Impact Wrestling to actually get off of uh you know regular TV and move over to Twitch? Uh, excuse me. Um, yeah, uh, because who all has a uh, pop or whatever Destination America? I don't even know what channel it is, but I know I, I know what they, I know it, I know when it comes on, so I always frequently have to search for it. But yeah, whatever alias channel that they're on, no one has that. <laughs> by by chance, you may you may end up like having it in your package and 
you can Google it or, or search it on there and it pops up. So, but they had, I think they had a really good successful outcome when they ran that um, no holds bars match three weeks ago after the conclusion of um, impact on TV. And again, the, the history with that is because they felt that this match was too gory or um, deemed too dangerous to be on TV. And they got a huge warm reception from the wrestling community from that. And I think they, they're taking this and they're running with it. And I think that, um, you know, they're probably able to generate revenue, but cut back some expensive, not having to um, be on TV or wherever that may pertain, pertain to that or however that deal may work. Or the, maybe that's the conclusion of a deal coming up soon. But, um, you know, I think it's a good thing. I think Russell Circus does it pretty good. Um, I I definitely enjoy their streams. I I enjoyed the live Twitter feeds with them as well too. Um, so Impact, I I, I think they feel like they're 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 a big enough uh game. Um, th- they're a big enough name to be in this game for that. So right. we'll see. It will be the ultimate test WrestleMania weekend for them for sure. Yeah, I definitely think it's a make or break show for Impact because if you can't bank off of WrestleMania weekend, and for some reason Impact still has the notoriety the Ring of Honor wants, but they don't have the television contract the Ring of Honor has. So it will be interesting. I, I want you to I want you to explain that because Ring of Honor coming on at one o'clock in the morning is particularly not a favorable thing. Ring of Honor comes out at one o'clock in the morning here, but in Baltimore they're on twice a weekend uh, at ten p.m. They're in Minneapolis, they were on at like 9 p.m. And in other cities around the country, I mean, there are some major markets on over-the-air television in high definition. Uh, they're not every single place that they go, but they're definitely in a number of places where they could run shows. So I mean, Ring of Honor doesn't come to D.C., but they definitely come to Baltimore and Philly because they yeah, do numbers. In, which is all the more reasons why it's still weird that on the East Coast, your market, especially where you actually have live shows, is that, that you're running these shows that late at night. But, hey, it is what it is, you know. It's always a catch-up game for watching ROH for me. Right, absolutely. Because in our market, it comes on so hideously late. And later than that, during college football season or during the NBA season because of the station that it comes on, ABC, they run games at night. And yep. it pushes back everything. Um, yep. So, but, but still, uh, one other thing about Impact. So their show is at 9 o'clock on Friday, uh, April 6th. The other show that's going on would be the WWE Hall of Fame. Then there is the WWN Super Show, which mm-hmm. is like Evolve and all of those guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that is Joey Janela's Spring Break mm-hmm. at, um, at, a, at nearly midnight. So it would be interesting to see how many people show up for in attendance live for Impact. And on Twitch, I really hope they do numbers because obviously, you want, yeah, you you want them to fail. You want them to do well, uh, rather. So so good luck to, to the Hootie and the uh, and the friends down there. Now, we've seen uh, a lot. We've talked about you know pay per views and stuff like that. One thing that I do want to bring up is, of course, the WWE. They have uh, this really weird pay per view schedule. Uh, alternating between the two brand shows, and then you have a um, the big four are co-branded shows, and they're like 18 hours long. So WWE 
is rumored to be looking to change the way that pay-per-view um, schedule is. Now, we talked a little bit, you know, the brand split is a thing. And that happened in 2016. It's been nearly two years. I want to say it was May of 2016, right after WrestleMania. Something like that. And, they, and then they had the superstar shakeup uh, late last year, uh, like after Labor Day, something like that. And now we were at NXT TakeOver in Philly. And they barely used half the arena. Um, the back half of the oval was cut off because of the staging area. They didn't use the top level except for the hard cam side. And they didn't use uh, a good chunk of the bottom level, like the first, last three rows to the left of the hard cam going towards the stage were completely blocked off. Cutting the arena off in half. And it's like maybe 9,000 seats out of a total of 20 that should have been closer to, to 18. Do you think that changing the um, pay-per-view schedule to have uh, all co-branded shows, which means for longer pay-per-views, <laughs> that the rumors are is that it's going to be a five-hour long event for Battleground, for Taboo Tuesday, for Cyber Sunday, or whatever stupid pay-per-view that's not any of the big four that, that people don't care about. Money in the bank makes sense. Would you would you really want to sit through a five hour long uh, St. Valentine's Day massacre in your house? Okay. Cut the bull. First of all, this rumor is by far one of the worst rumors out there because people are just speculating all types of crazy stuff. Blah 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 blah. I don't want it, and I hope it is nothing but a bad back hallway high school rumor. That's it. Um, okay. No one, I mean, no one wants a five-hour show. Money in the bank makes sense, and it's and that has slightly been confirmed based on um, marketing from the um, what's that arena called? Jesus. Um, uh, it's Chicago Allstate. Allstate. Yes, thank you. I kept saying something blue with an A. Yeah, Allstate. So you know, and it makes sense as it should be, and 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 the money in the bank should be considered part of the big four. Um, right. So that makes sense. But back backlash. Um, what what else was the first rumor one that they were saying? Uh, okay, so so backlash is coming up at the Prudential Center in Newark, and that is going to be in May. And people have been I saw it on a Reddit thread that somebody sent there and he forwarded an email that basically said, "Get ready to see both Raw and SmackDown stars at the pay per view." Now, does that mean that both are going to have matches at the pay per view? Does that mean that they're going to do a, a dark match? And then go into the other brands' pay per view. Uh, we don't know. Yeah. But they can't be making money uh, running double the shows or, you know, a, a hell of an uptick in the number of shows only to cut off half the arena. I mean, that can't be cost effective. And it wasn't I, like NXT TakeOver Philly was sold out. I'm, I'm, I'm not for it. I'm, I'm not for it. Um, too long, no good. I and I agree with your stance. Uh, just the big four slash big five should do it. Um, and we'll just leave it at that. And and all the speculative notions towards it. It's just it's. I get the email thing. That's 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 legit. I I can I can get that. But all the speculatives coming from I'm not even giving no one credit here, but coming from a certain group of individuals that 
always give speculative responses. I'm not buying that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Just it's easy to say, well, there's a possibility that it could happen, but nothing's been confirmed. That doesn't really tell me anything, absolutely. Right. But I don't I don't think it makes sense. And and then to the next point, which I know we're gonna go into, is that yes, if you make everything a joint brand show, what's the whole point of a brand split? Well, that's actually gonna be my next question. It, what do you do with the brand split now? Um, and is it still working? Because okay. Raw is, is the A show. It has never not been the A show. SmackDown is the B show. For whatever reason, that's the way it's been. And there was a point in time where SmackDown may have uh, had an uptick in ratings and in interest. Um, I would argue that James Ellsworth had something to do with that. But it's never you know, come close to Raw. For what, for, as much as people bitch about Raw being eight hours long, and I'm one of those people. People, enough people watch that, choose that eight hours over SmackDown every single time. Yeah, dude. I mean, I think I think the brand split worked because it has definitely gave um it's it gave light and importance to people who would probably just get put on the burial list next to certain other individuals. So it's a good thing to keep certain people apart, especially when you talk about who's your token superstars and who the person that you really want to build i mean it, it worked and it's still for me it still gives intrigue to want to watch both shows to see how what happens with this next person and what happens with this next person to then give the intrigue to say when a big pay-per-view comes about you know what's going to happen there um nothing overly a top drastic that i don't think that you know creative probably could have did if they were all together but i think just based on their reputation for booking for the last two years, I think it's just a better safe way to keep them apart. Um, and, um, and that, so and on that note, I think it works, but again, joint brand, joint brand pay-per-views. Nah, kill it. Kill now, that. Now. Okay. I, I'll give you that. The brand split initially did help, um, you know, give talent a way to find their, 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 their niche. Yeah. Um, I don't think we would have seen the Raza Braun Strowman, and we'll get to more of that later, if the brand split didn't happen. Yeah. Um, but it is kind of redundant thinking that because they're going to combine at least the pay-per-views, we're going to see two world title matches, two sets of tag team matches, two women's matches, two you know mid-card titles, uh, and then a cruiserweight match. It's it's kind of like, well. What do you do with that? Because if you put the cruiserweight title on the pre-show, then you know that. What does that say about the cruiserweight title? If you put the you know the Miz, rightfully so, complained about you know, being first at Barclays uh, at SummerSlam because he wrestled in front of thirteen people, and that's going to happen again if you have the pre-show uh, title match. And uh, not every event can be Clash of the Champions or whatever they call their big everybody wrestles for a belt show. And I do think that a five-hour-long pay-per-view event is problematic for both the viewer at home and in the arena because, God, those things are long sometimes. But yep. uh, speaking of, of Braun Strowman, uh, who oh, has definitely... Oh, I, oh I forgot to mention my biggest point that I was going to say about that. So you got Vince McMahon comes in talking about the SFL, how he wants to make things shorter. This is completely contradictory to anything that he is believing into, especially everything he's invested into coming into 2020 and making things shorter and faster by making his 
pay-per-views longer? Yeah. I mean, by 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 all means, I know he's taking a little step roll back out of uh, certain things, but your logic at least needs to be consistent with how you run your businesses, period. You know? Right. Especially if, especially if that's your business mission and you firmly stand to say, well, why did you choose to bring this back? Because we want to make this fun. We want to make it faster. We want to make it uh more more um more safer. So we want to run shorter breaks to make the, the experience much faster and, and and not so long. I mean, could you imagine sitting there watching the whatever he said, but but then you go back to WWE and you make them longer? <laughs> right. Well, I mean, you know what you do, and I think this is the one thing that soccer does right is that the clock keeps moving no matter what. And in football, because the sport, the game is only an hour long, but the event is four hours. So in football, if the clock kept running no matter what, except under two minutes in each quarter, um, yeah, you get you get games in a lot quicker. And that's one of the reasons why I watch rugby, because the clock keeps moving and the games are rarely over two hours. Um, in 80 minutes, they'll probably, with halftime, you'll be done in about an hour and 50, almost every single time. Yeah. So, you know, you get in and you get out and you get a good game. But, uh, you know, and then real quick, since we talk, mentioned rugby, uh, Bradshaw apparently is bringing a rugby league, a rugby union team to New York. So I, you know, kind of interested in that because I do love the rugby. And Bradshaw has been big into rugby down in, I want to say the Bahamas. So if he can make it work and not be a racist dick about it, then cool. Um, I'm, you know, I'm down for more rugby in America. But uh, somebody that is relevant, because I think I saw Bradshaw on the last pay-per-view, and it made my stomach hurt. Like, why is he here? And he's not a Hall of Famer, and he never will be a Hall of Famer, so they call him a WWE legend. And it's like, <laughs> well, are you well, legend? Take it up that, so true, so true. I definitely peeped that, but yeah. Right. So, <laughs> I mean, it's got to be demoralizing. So uh, we were talking a little bit about uh, Braun Strowman, uh, and this is his year. Now, the big thing is, as we've seen the rise of Braun uh, Strowman, who has just been absolutely phenomenal since leaving the Wine family, and arguably the, the only thing that got right, as far as I'm concerned, in like the last year. If Braun Strowman goes over and becomes WWE champion somehow, some way, do we need Brock Lesnar anymore? Because mm-hmm. Strowman's over. Strowman's over. I mean, he is, I mean, I never thought I would see Strowman as legit face. Dude is over and killing it. And I think mm-hmm. that this is the time to, you know, maybe give him, if not a mid-card title, definitely put him in that conversation for versus Brock. It's a match that everybody would see. It's big. It's Vince's Haas fight that he definitely loves. And, you know, I don't see why WrestleMania that shouldn't happen. And if it does, and scary- true, but if it does and, and, and Strowman goes over, do we need Brock Lesnar anymore? It's a scary statement that you make that when it's his time, for him for them to execute do they do it and all things leads to the answer being yes but there's been numerous numerous examples of them not doing it um to everything you say about braun Strowman, absolutely agree on thing to add to that say he's absolutely vince man's golden child i've said it plenty of shows that this has been the most effort and and um th- it it's been created as 
biggest effort into molding this guy into everything he is in the proper booking and everything. He is phenomenal all the way around. Um, my my only back step is your step that you brought up is that if he's supposed to be a monster mom man, he should have never stepped back from Brock Brock Lesnar. I absolutely think that the icing on the cake is to redeem himself for that. And now that you have him, I don't know, is he a heel? Is he a face? Or he's just the monster? Brock is the same way? Why not? But to your initial question, you need Brock. You don't need Brock as your champion, but you do need Brock. He works a light schedule. He still is a huge draw. Um, the UFC is still courting to him, which is God knows how because he just pretty much put your heavyweight division into shambles. Um, but you know, he's a big draw, and he's a big draw to just not um, you know, wrestling fans, but to any fan because his name is 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 uh very much well respected all all through the um combat world. So um, you keep him around, you keep him happy, you keep him in his little role. Uh, he works really his style of matches, so it works for him. So um, you need him. You just don't need him as your champ. You need Braun Strowman as your champ because you need Braun Strowman for the future. Well, I, mean, I, I, I agree with that. Uh, however, the catch twenty two is if Brock if Brock loses, mm-hmm. then that kind of diminishes Heyman's impact because what he's going to say. You know, the day after Brock loses, so the all the raw after WrestleMania. No, 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 no. See, but uh, but all oh, let me out, let me out, because I do think that if you don't have Brock with a champion, how relevant is he? Do we really want to see Brock Lesnar and John Cena just for fun? Do we really want to see Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns just for fun? Do we really want to see Brock Lesnar and AJ Styles? Okay, maybe just for fun. But if there's no title involved and he's a big fight fighter or allegedly or whatever. Then why is he here? Yeah, I I think that uh, I, I agree with your point. Uh, it doesn't hurt Paul Heyman because even with his uh, UFC suspension of steroids, they was able to overcome that, and it did not diminish anything that brought um, that Paul Heyman announces about uh, Brock Lesnar. So that was you know if they was able to overcome that, they can definitely overcome a, a WWE loss. You know what I mean? Um, but to that point, you just you a furious Brock Lesnar that comes in to, and destroys you. Drop him off like a care package that needs to go through, you know, creating havoc until he gets his opportunity back for Braun Strowman again. So I think it works. I, in, in other words, you kind of reverse roles in what Braun Strowman was doing, where you you do have your younger uh, monster as your champion you're breeding him his mic work and everything is becoming better he does the tours he does the house shows where brock lesnar is mad because he hasn't got his opportunity again so you just have him wreak and have it against your bigger guys or your your bigger name guys and stuff until you know he gets to a point where he they they meet that colossal match over again so you know a brock lesnar versus a roman reigns without the title but for the number one championship that goes to a dq match i buy it i, mean, I think there's definitely are ways to do it i mean and of course if Braun, if stroman goes over at wrestlemania which he should that could definitely set up a good SummerSlam uh run as we get the rematch at SummerSlam. i mean that makes the most sense to me however and hell brock doesn't even have to work until shit brock can win money in the bank and i think that that would be kind of cool to see um but Brock doesn't really fight for anything he anymore. He's the king of the cam- mountain, castle, or what have you. 
and there's no real reason to have him. They, if Brock Lesnar loses and they don't have a plan for him, he will just become Tank Abbott in WCW. <laughs> I mean, he's well, a guy. Well, he's an MMA guy. You may or may not know him. You may not have the care. Well, but honestly, why is he here? Well, kids, that's the end of the show for you guys because I know you are now officially Elian Gonzalez on the tube. Lost. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, by but, the way, but, speaking, uh, of, speaking of WCW uh, plug, I mean, Juice and Thunder Liger, Rey Mysterio, are, um, this is happening again. Uh, New, New Japan, right? Yeah. Hey, yeah, you want to Talk about Star Liger's K. like 75 years old. He's still doing it. So I ain't yeah. mad. Hey, speak, talking about Star K and the feels from that. I don't, I don't I don't care how old these guys are. If you remember what I felt when I when I saw that match back in the day, <laughs> they could be 90 doing this and I'm a pop. Yeah, well, oh. if Wire looks the way he does at 90, which is not a far gone conclusion, then they could, I, it would still happen. That's right. But yeah, I mean, I, I hope that I really hope that that happens. But um Oh my God! What about New Japan doing Rey Mysterio versus Chris Jericho match? Yeah, yeah. I mean that you know a, a lot of nostalgia there, and both of them still really haven't lost much of a step. So that's another thing that can happen. I'm a little bit older now, so I'm not com- completely emotionally invested in Rey Mysterio potentially losing his mask because I mean, literally, I I could have just cried the whole night. But wait, wait, wait we, we saw that already. I'm saying that. From that happening, from when he did it to Hooventu, right? Because you know that's my man, and just Jericho was just the biggest heel ever. That is, oh, I just hated him back in the day. But you know, the fact now that they do it again, I can thoroughly just enjoy the 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 the, the art at work. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, I'm not really as much of a fan of Jericho as I used to be, but um, nowadays, but yeah, uh, it would still be a match worth watching. Uh, just as Omega versus Jericho was a match worth watching, and that buildup was fantastic as well. But uh, you know, speaking of of New Japan and you know a lot of shenanigans going over there, uh, let's talk a little bit about the Young Bucks really quickly. They're doing their own show. They're all in. I'm all in. And September first is going down, but we don't know where. And there has been hints and there's been rumors, and everybody wants to nominate their city. Uh, you know, September 1st is Labor Day weekend, and it, it's the uh, the weekend, the Saturday before Labor Day, which is like the last big holiday of the summer in the U.S. Now, we live on, in the uh, eastern side of the country in Washington, D.C. area. I'm willing to travel wherever for this show because I think Cody is actually – this is probably the best I've seen Cody uh, so far as just as a heel – this manipulator, uh, if like Cody is definitely looking at the Lex Luthor book of how to be a villain, and he is taking a lot of notes, he's doing a damn good job of it. With that said, we've already going to get Cody versus Kenny Omega at uh, Supercard of Honor down in New Orleans. Where do they go into All In, uh, which is going to be another massive show? And obviously, we don't know what New Japan's going to do, uh, or we don't know what Ring of Honor is going to do either. But should they, um, you know, in building up to the show in September, you know, should they go forward with their build up on their being the elite channel on on YouTube and and get that whole thing started, which has been a great compliment to the stories that New Japan and Ring of Honor have been telling? 
or is this something that should be booked better or through more traditional sense in New Japan and in Ring of Honor? Ooh, a lot of questions. I think the first thing I want to say is uh, being elite is um, is what talking smack should have been for a talent, a way to progress your storylines. I mean, being elite is obviously very, very creative, but you do, it does uh, push the storylines together, you get a little bit of insight into their day-to-day stuff and their antics. So it's very, very refreshing, fast, fun. And you know, ten minutes of your life, you you can get you can get through an episode, so it's good. But so I'm, I'm a big fan of that. Sometimes I um I miss out on on the episodes, but whenever I do get on them, um, absolutely a good thing. Another thing I want to say is too, um, and you may know this or not, but I believe that I read that this ROH show, Supercard of Honor, has sold the most tickets it's ever sold for ROH show. So, um, yeah. I, I I'll, I'll you know, and I, I looked at the arena. It's it's a legit arena. Yeah, every almost everything sold out from just looking at tickets. However, to my point is too pe- from people that sitting here like, oh my god, I can't believe they're gonna break the bullet cut. Stop it, stop it. These guys are marketing geniuses right now to the point that this all in thing, which sounded like foolishness a few months ago, is a realistic thing. Because if you look at this main event for RH, if they I don't know, do it again, make it even bigger or build on it more. You think people are not going to go to the all-in show considering that you may have Omega versus Kenny, uh, uh, Omega versus Cody too? So, um, you know, especially if, if they pay their buddy to give them seven stars for it, you know everybody's going to want to see that again. Um, yeah. But um, nonetheless, uh, uh, I'm forgetting one of your questions. But nonetheless, the all-in thing, wherever it's at, I think it's going to have a good turnout. I think they're doing all the right things together from merch, from um, from being elite, to the Twitter interactions, to the legitimate storylines, to everything that they're doing. It just makes sense. So um, I, I think I think they're going to be able to really, really legitimately get this done. Yeah, uh, I do too. Uh, I hope they hurry up and uh, just say the place so I can book my plane tickets. Honestly, having in Baltimore, that will be great for for everyone involved, but not going to happen. I do. I will. You know, just just tell me where it is already, damn it, so I can get my hotel together. Because I heard rumors of Chicago, which makes sense, but um, LA also makes sense as well too. We'll see. We'll see. Well, uh, Battle of Los Angeles is also that weekend, so uh, that does make sense to have it in the LA area. It will be a compliment to that show because the. Um, what is it? The VFW in Reseda only holds about 300 people. And they're thinking about booking a 10,000 seat arena. So, you know, I would definitely love to have that happen, except for the fact that I'm going to be out there for Survivor Series. More importantly, take over Los Angeles. So I would rather not go to Los Angeles twice this year. But I will if I have to, because I'm all in. <laughs> yeah, you see what I did there? Uh, so last thing, really quickly, uh, the Ring of Honor uh Championship Woman of Honor Championship Tournament is happening and it is underway. Now, you can go and look at the uh, the bracket. And you have Mandy Leon, uh, Madison Rain, Kelly Klein, Jesse Brooks, HZK, Mayu Iwatani, Deanna Parazzo, uh, Holly Dead, Jenny Rose, Kagetsu, Hana Kimura, Sumi Sakai, Stacey Shadows, Tenille Dashwood, who you know is Emma. WWE, Karen Q, and Brandy Wotes. Now, 
we've had some matches already. No spoilers here. But there's a lot of names that are missing that should be in this tournament. And there's a lot of names that are in this tournament that maybe couldn't have could have taken the uh, back seat. So, you know, I the first question is Ring of Honor really doesn't have a lot of space on television for women. I don't know how they're going to incorporate a women's division into their television uh, showcase. And secondly, there's a lot of women that made Wing Ring of Honor what it is today, and they are not included in this list. And I know that I'm thinking of three, and I'm sure you can guess two of them. What does it mean for Ring of Honor to have a tournament like this and not include some of the pioneers of Ring of Honor? Oh, boy, this might be my most unpopular response of the entire show. This is a lackluster effort into collaborating their talent, their resources, to display or try to put on women's wrestling in ROH. Um, yes, the pioneers um, for ROH's women division, a lot of notable names are not here. And who knows? Could just be a lack of interest, could be bad business, it, it could be anything, but nonetheless, it just feels very meh not seeing um, some of them there. I totally agree with your point. Not a lot of TV time for them. And and also, too, why, why you know, the question is, well, why now have this tournament? Because you've, you've, you've have every, you had all the ability in the world to have been done this, but nonetheless, it is happening. But it, again, still is very, very without effort that this is going on. But nonetheless, yeah. you got to, you got to start somewhere. Um, so, you know, I'm hoping that they progressively continue to promote it. And um, it, it does tend to draw more eyes, more attention. Um, I'm not really sure how their contracts work, but hopefully, you know, this is they, they crown someone who's going to be able to carry this division. Who's going who's to be able to um, um, uh, not, but not just carry it, but also be able to um, generate a common interest for fans to watch it as well. So, um, you know, we'll see. But again, excited when I heard the announcement, saw the field, thought I was tripping. <laughs> that's my reaction. Right. And that's and that's generally a fan of me giving a response there with no name dropping and no any outside information or anything to bring it to that. That's just strictly my thoughts on it. Right. No, I, I agree with a lot of that. I do think that and I'm just going to name names. If you if you're a ring of honor and you do not have in your <laughs> tournament, Bay Jackson, Veda Scott and Taylor Hendricks, you're doing it wrong. I know Mia Yemen is hurt. OK, fine. But if you don't have those three, it is not a woman's tournament. And that is no disrespect to anyone that's in the tournament tournament. Now, I think Emma getting out there and, and wrestling you know, to Neil Dashwood. Uh, getting out there and, and you know collecting checks, good for you, you go girl, and good luck to all the participants of the tournament. But realistically, Ring of Honor is just playing catch up because there was a Women's Royal Rumble, and we know good and damn well that Molly Holly or Trish Stratish or Kelly Kelly are not going to win the Women's Royal Rumble. Why would they? We know good and damn well that you know uh, we've also had other women's matches. There's going to be a Women's Elimination Chamber. There was a Women's Hell in a Cell. 
And, you know, there's the Mae Young Classic that, you know, tore the house down over last summer. And then when Ring of Honor says, who do we got? We don't. Let's borrow some from Japan and then put them out there and get Brandy Rhodes to do it in, like, her fifth match ever. It it's definitely seems to be kind of rushed and a bit of a capitalization on the whole, uh, the actual women's revolution that's going on in professional wrestling. Uh, and not the branded WWE shenanigans. And this is what you get. You get, you know, Mandy Leone versus Emma in the final, hopefully. <laughs> that and I'm not saying that that's a bad thing, but it's definitely a thing that is, you know, there's so many other names that should be in that in that field. And that, that Mandy Leone and Madison Rain match I watched, that was that was that was pretty damn yeah, decent. That was tough. I mean, Mandy Leona's come a long way, and I think that she's like been a hell of a. She's one of those names that should definitely be on that list for Ring of Honor. But yeah, and I'm, I'm also, also a fan of. What? I was gonna say I'm also a fan of Karen Q, and she's going against Brandy Rose. I'm sorry, but I just got a feeling how I know that's going to be booked. Yeah, well, yeah, but I, I would love to have seen you know, and I'm biased. I don't care, but I would love to see Jordan Grace on that list. I know that she hasn't worked with Ring of Honor specifically, but I know she knows a guy who can pull some strings. Just saying. <laughs> Just saying. The fact that she's not on that list, I don't know, Ring yeah. of Honor, you're doing it wrong. You have an opportunity and, to get some work and to, done. And to that guy, too, Speedy Recovery, too, because I was definitely looking forward to that this whole Friday show or tomorrow. Yeah. So. Speedy Recovery, yeah. too. And, 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 and again, another hell of a match with Jay Lethal. Yep. <laughs> oh, my God. So, um, yeah. Yeah, but the women's uh, woman of honor tournament, uh, if you can catch it, you know, it's definitely on, on their YouTube channel. So uh, do check it out. But honestly, uh, it's it's a missed opportunity to have it happen. So lastly, before we get out of here, uh, we definitely are the official pre-show podcast of the Nova Pro Wrestling, uh, Northern Virginia Champion Pro Wrestling here in the D.C. area. They're going to be doing a show tomorrow night out in Annandale, the Volunteer Fire Department, 7128 Columbia Pike. Uh, tickets are $25 for front row, maybe a few left. Uh, $20 for general admission. Uh, show starts at 8, 7.30, doors open. Uh, there are a bunch of matches on here uh, that, and honestly, all of them are worth a look. Isla Don is making her debut versus Angelus Lane, who's a human wrecking ball. Um, Logan Easton LaRoe is still the champion of the 1%, but not the champion of Nova Pro Wrestling. That's going to be interesting to see what he does in his first show back uh, since in Nova Pro since losing the belt down in North Carolina just at the end of last year. Eric Royal versus uh, Gunnar Miller is going to happen in like a hoss fight that honestly, I think we had a little bit to do with that. We're going to pat ourselves in the back a little bit, but we were talking to Gunnar Miller about Eric Royal and he said, bring it. And he did bring it at the last show uh, back in December at such great heights. And here we are in February. Uh, Lefisto versus Jay, Jay Jackson, and they got some beef going back to last November. So we're definitely, and, and, and more, because there's a lot more coming up than what I'm naming. We just don't have the time to go through every single match. But uh, starting at uh, 6.30 Eastern time, uh, we're going to be kicking off the pre-show um, live from the fire department. Why are you shaking your head now? Continue. No, go ahead. Yeah, if I'm wrong, let me know. Continue. Okay. Uh, and you know, it's so it's going to be a good time. We're going to go through all of the matches at the um, 
uh, in, the, in the official pre-show. Now, right now, just one match, if you had to pick one, uh, what's your match of the night for tomorrow night's uh, Cupid's Chokehold? <laughs> I think it's easy to say Eric Royal and uh, Gunner here. I, that, uh, goodbye to the roof. <laughs> yeah. But, but um, yeah. you know, the um the uh ugly ducklings could never not uh underestimate underestimate them when they're going against the hooligans who I've never seen before. So who knows what to expect? Say the same thing about them and the gymnasty boys. And uh, at the end of the year, we were talking about what a match that was. So right. um yeah, well we no, we will we will see. Absolutely. Um, I would say that Eric Royal and Gunnar Miller is definitely going to be one of the ages for the ages. But honestly. We haven't seen Logan Easton the Road without the uh, Ultra J Championship since he's won it. And this will be his first appearance without it at Nova Pro. And I'm more interested to see what Wheeler Utah, who was very game versus John Kerman back in November. Yeah, back in November. Uh, yeah, didn't get out the win, but he had a definitely a good first showing there. And it'll be interesting to see what Logan has to do to, you know, to regain a bit of his composure not being the champion anymore. Like how is the 1% going to take that knowing that there's, they have, they don't have a champion. Uh, Nova Pro doesn't have a champion. So I think that's actually going to be the match that I'm looking for because if Logan loses somehow to Wheel of Utah, then what does that do for his confidence? What does that do to the 1%? Not a good and way to Logan start wins, 2018. Right. Certainly not. You end it with the loss of your belt and then you start off losing to Wheel of Utah who couldn't beat John Kerman. I don't know. Yeah. You know, what does that do for John Kerman in the whole, you know, upper echelon and over from? Yeah, I, so. I'm thoroughly am I'm thoroughly looking forward to this card. I mean, there's there's a lot of good um um candidates for match of the night or but every 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 uh match I'm expecting to um really be entertaining. I mean Jordan Grace and um Laney Luck, I think that's gonna be very good. Um so yeah, I, I I don't I don't I don't think anyone for I don't think there's no better way to start off 2018 with a car that you just literally look at and you just don't know which way to go. But it's going to be high paced, um, very entertaining, and um, you know, don't want to miss out. So you definitely want to get out there for sure. Yeah, absolutely. You can definitely get your tickets at novaprowrestling.tumblr.com. And if you want to follow them on the Twitter machine for all of the latest updates uh, at VA Wrestling, and you know twenty five dollars for front row, twenty dollars for uh, all the other tickets, and it's going to be at the Cupid Chokehold at the Volunteer Fire Department of Annandale, Virginia, seventy one twenty eight uh, Columbia Pike in beautiful downtown Annandale, Virginia. Get yourself some kimchi and uh, go take on some wrestling. 7.30, doors open, and 8 o'clock, the show starts. And honestly, uh, you know, a long way to the turn since, like, just before New Year's was their last show. It seems like forever, though. It's been about, you know, six or seven weeks. So I'm definitely back, uh, looking forward to being back with the Nova Pro family. But Yep. It's going to be a good time. Um, don't want to miss out for sure. Front rows is long gone as usual. And I think out there are um definitely in the right in the right direction to have another great year definitely capitalizing off of the success that they had in 2017 so yeah absolutely so i do want to say though before we wrap it up and get out of here 
uh, you know, thank you all for you know checking out the show tonight, and we'll do it again next Thursday. But do look forward to updates from us and uh, other things that we have going on on our website, uh, BigGoBelt.com. And then, of course, there's the, the Twitter machine. Go ahead. BigGoBeltGroup.com. Ah, yeah. That's right. I, the group. I do it. Don't mm-hmm. worry. I do it. Um, and then, there's, of course, there's the uh, the Twitter machine, you know, at BGB Group. Uh, you can check us out there. Uh, I'm on the Twitter machine somehow, at Giant Crab with a K. Uh, you know, so drop me a line if you want to, uh, you know, if you want to talk wrestling and we'll definitely do it again next week. Uh, two James, last thing, very last thing. Yes, Black sir. Panther. Uh, right. where are you going to see it? When? Where? Oh, Wakanda. I'm already on the way. <laughs> <laughs> did you, did you see it on Tuesday on Monday or Tuesday? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you did? Okay. Okay. I already have to ask you, and, and I'm not even going to let anyone <laughs> get that side of you right now. Good. <laughs> you know me well enough to know. <laughs> but yeah, you, you know, know, y'all know, y'all know what to do. Get your movie release, uh, movie releases. Get your movie reviews over at the site as well, too. So you know, we used to give you a quick tidbit of what the movies were, and they're good. But his writing is hell of a lot better. So be sure to step over to our site. We have a review section there to get all your latest reviews. Now, granted, if the movie's already out, not going to put a review out, go see it. So don't be on there looking for no Black Panther review. No, but, actually, um, I will say this, though, because starting uh, tomorrow night, I'm seeing five movies this weekend. And honestly, the only superhero movie that I give a shit about this weekend is The Monkey King. And I'm seeing Monkey King 3 um, Saturday night. So... There will be a slew of movie reviews. Uh, I got two Chinese, three Chinese movies, a Korean movie, and an Indian movie that I'm seeing. So I will be reviewing all of those over the weekend. And whatever wrestling news that breaks, we'll definitely get it chopped up for you over at the website bigobelgroup.com. And anything, other links and shenanigans, you you know, you want to hit us up on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, Club Penguin, Tout. If you have Tout, you know, send us a Tout, and we'll uh, <laughs> get back to you. Yeah, make sure you check out our Black Planet page, um, MySpace. <laughs> to get all, to get your all your HTML coding needs, uh, <laughs> let us know. We will get your profile your picture on there on any color you want because that's what we do. <laughs> Put us in your top eight, and we're definitely a mixtape. PA Palace and Forestville Mall. We'll be doing an appearance too. So that's right. And uh, it's if you have trouble downloading that episode, step over to LimeWire, uh, type in Big Gold Belt. <laughs> we will pop right up for you. <laughs> yeah, we certainly will. But uh, let's let's get out of here. Yeah, uh, for sure. Know, I mean, week. yeah, we'll, we'll be back next week. We got some things lined up. Um, we had some scheduling conflicts. Uh, I, I apologize for not being able to um, to get what we were going to do last week. But it's okay. We'll work it out. Um, I'm going to get better about the scheduling and stuff. So stay tuned for more exciting things. But nonetheless, we got you every Thursday with something. That's our commitment. And, um, you know, keep rocking with us. We'll take care of you. And, um, again, step over to YouTube channel. Subscribe so that you know when the show goes live. And if, for whatever reason, you're not a YouTube fan, the live stream is also on our website, too. Because, yeah, you know, you got to do that. So, 
Um, keep the interaction going. I appreciate all of the feedback. I appreciate the people who put out uh, um, APV unit on us for missing and wondering where we were at. <laughs> that's 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 real fandom and, and friendship right there so i appreciate that uh we are alive and we're going to be doing this thing so uh again thanks for tuning in tonight and we will catch you guys next week oh we'll see you tomorrow nova Procus will be there you know what we do with this new hat on because it's dope <laughs> all right y'all Tiff. <laughs>